this moment we're going to dismiss our nursery kids. They can go on downstairs. God bless our nursery kids. Jesus, you are worthy, God. I need my PowerPoint, please. While we're still standing, can we turn to Psalm chapter 59? Psalm chapter 59 and verse 16. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 59 and 16 says, But I will sing of thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. This is before we have our cup of coffee. Maybe after. For thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. With the help of the Lord this morning, I want to preach about singing louder than your circumstance. Singing louder than your circumstance. You can be seated. There was a song that I like to listen to. And I was just going about my day, doing my job. Listening to music in the background and a song that I like a lot called Even Louder popped up. And there's a little phrase that just caught my attention. And I'm not sure how much notes I'm going to follow. Because I just really sensed this a little bit different. I just couldn't put it together the way I wanted to. But I, the way I felt it, but I just put down what came to my mind. But there's this phrase that he said. He said, I will sing till I believe it. I will sing until I believe it. And that phrase just caught me. It just caught my attention. I will sing until I believe it. Because believing is one of the most important things in order to get a hold of something. And so I'm not going to, I never, anytime I put no, uh, lyrics down, I never sing them. I don't want to, I want to spare you. <laughs> but, but the song is a very good song. It's one of those um, mixes that has a little bit of a rap to it and then it has this little worship mix. It's really good. But this is how the lyrics go. It says, yay, so undeserving, yet we worship. So give him all the praise, just humble servants. Till sweat and tears, till no more fears, singing the glory of the gospel out to every end. This life that resided in my tongue, you took for your name to become a tool for your will to be done. It's crazy, see me as a son when I should be shunned with nothing, Lord, I'm just desperate. You covered me by your blood, yea, you covered me with your grace. And a love so unconditional has got me on my face every day. Be the praise of the saints, yea, goes my praise every day. Even if the drum stops beating, my soul will keep on singing, even louder, even louder. Even when my eyes can't see it, I will sing till I believe it, even louder, even louder. My God is stronger than any sin that I hold, more precious than any silver and gold. Told myself that my sin made me unworthy, but truth is I'll never be perfect. But Christ took the burden, took the lust of my eyes, the pride of my heart, aces and all the flaws, nailed them to the cross. Threw them to the ocean, showed me I was chosen, shifted all my focus till my eyes became open. Tossed out my doubts and showed me my way out. 
See, I once was lost. Now your boy been found. <laughs> See, true grace abounds and glory be to God and ain't no looking back like a pillar of that salt. Me, I give, I give my all and despite my downfalls, where many see me fail, only you see me prevail. The bigger depression hits, the louder my praise gets. I'll say that again. The bigger my depression gets, the louder my praise gets. Even if the drum stops beating, and my soul, but my soul will though keep on singing even louder, even louder. Even when my eyes can't see it, I will sing till I believe it. Even louder, even louder. Singing louder than your circumstance is not a guarantee to change your circumstance. But it will help you embrace Jesus through your circumstance. But you must have a purpose behind your singing louder in order for Jesus to walk you farther. I've, I know sometimes we've, I've had awesome services where you just, we just praise and hair coming and bobby pins and having these things where people worship. And people have said the next day they still, they felt that victory that night, but the next day it still was there. And I really believe the reason that is, is because when we walk through this thing called life, the way we get through it is by staying faithful and consistent in worshiping God through the process. It might not change the circumstance, but it changes how we embrace the circumstance and how we embrace Jesus through our circumstance. Worship and praise is so much more important than sometimes we realize and understand. In order to embrace Jesus through your circumstance, you must, first of all, sing truth louder than what you're facing. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. When you are facing hell on earth and you're hearing the lies of the enemy, the antidote to overcome that lie and not hear the lie is to let your praise of truth get louder than his voice. The louder you get over him when he's telling you all these negative things and you take that Bible and you get louder with his truth and you say, no, devil, I have authority over you. Before there was a devil, you struggled. I have to deal with you in my flesh. But in Jesus has given me favor. And if the Lord has set me free, truth shall set you free. And when we praise God and we worship him for who he is, we will find and realize that we can pray ourselves, we can praise and sing ourselves louder and louder through the service. Just like the lyric says, I will sing louder as my, even as my depression hits, louder my praise will get. Yes. Have you ever been in a circumstance that your circumstance got louder than every other voice? Your problem was screaming at you? Your issue, your anxiety, your feelings were just screaming the whole time? I'm going to tell you right now, the way to overcome that, it might not go away in an instant. It might even take a few days. It might take a couple weeks. But you just keep praising God louder. I don't care how I feel. I still know who loves me. I don't care what's going on. I still know who holds me in his hands. I don't feel anything. I feel nothing but anxiety and pain. And, I try, and I'm losing my trust. But I'm going to speak that truth. God is faithful. And he's always there with me. And I'm going to praise him for his faithfulness. Even when I don't feel his faithfulness. We have an entire whole area out there of, of self-help books 
about positive talking and positive thinking. Do you want to know why that sometimes works? Because there's actually some truth to it. I'm going to tell you, go buy the first self-help book. And then look in the mirror and say, I'm wonderful, I'm great, God loves me. If that works for you, do it. But there's power in a spoken word. There's power in positive confession. There's power in it. I can tell you right now, one of the worst, sometimes we think, don't get me wrong, I understand venting can be good. Okay, venting can be positive to an extent. But I think what's happened in our society, we went from holding things in and not saying anything to now just let it out to now the only thing we ever do is let it out. And guess what we're doing? We're speaking negative into the air constantly. This is my problem. This is my issue. This is my past. This is how I feel. This is what's going on. This, this, the news, this. The world's going like this. It's constant negativity. That's why I've tried to shut off the media and grab my Bible and read it more. Can I tell you something? The more I've been reading my Bible, the more God's word is coming to me. Even last night, a Bible study with somebody. God's word was just coming as they were asking questions. And I didn't even know where they were, but God was just giving it to me. Boom, scripture after scripture. Revelation after revelation, helping this person out. But it's because the more you engulf yourself with positive stuff and with the word of God, I'm not saying you ignore your problem. But how can you fix a problem that you're looking at in a negative way? It's like a doctor looking at someone trying to do a healing on them or trying to, to fix them. And all they keep saying is, well, if I do this, it's going to be negative and this negative and this negative. And it's just constantly going in to do the surgery negative. Nobody I know wants a doctor that's going through depression to work on them. I don't think if you, 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 at least you don't, you don't want to know if your doctor's having marriage problems. Because it's going to affect you. Like, are you really going to be focused on me then? Right. I don't want you all of a sudden like having this flashback of your wife and all of a sudden you cut a little bit deeper than you should because you got mad. <laughs> <laughs> but the more negative we think, we speak it into existence. Yeah. That's why God says there's power in words. There's power in the spoken word. There's power in truth. That's why the truth sets us free. Because if you keep reminding yourself of truth... That's what Jesus did. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he constantly reminded the devil of truth. Right. His truth was louder than the devil's words. Yeah. And the more you allow your praise of truth, your praise of God to be louder. Listen, the antidote is singing truth, which is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When we speak truth, the word of God, and we praise God, and we speak it louder, and we sing it louder. That's why some songs, even if the people don't got the Holy Ghost, and they sing a song that's based off the word of God, you're like, wow. That's anointed. What's anointed? The word. It's the word that's anointed. That's why people cannot have the Holy Ghost and still have awesome things to say about the word of God. Because it's the word of God that's speaking. It's the word of God that's going out and touching the heart. Uh, listen, I, I, last night when I was doing this Bible study with somebody, I had read something like, we read it like repetitively. We were talking about Jesus and, and how, how Jesus... Um, we talked about the titles of Jesus, and then we talked about the titles of the Old Testament God. And we found out that the titles of Jesus were, very, were exactly the same as the titles of the Old Testament. And we read, like, I mean, ten scriptures on each one. And the person told me later on, they said, what was so powerful about this Bible study is I never saw it like that when we read the scriptures like that and compared it to other read scriptures. Not my, I had, I've, 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 I've told people this before. It doesn't sink in. But when God's word gets read... 
it starts cutting. It starts getting to that place that it needs to get to. It gets to that spot where it can heal somebody. It can minister to somebody. And that's why when we speak truth, when we sing it louder and louder, when you sing truth louder, you cut the enemy deeper. When you sing truth louder, you silence fear. When you sing louder, or you sing truth louder, you mute deception and lies. Singing truth louder will not change your circumstance as much as it will cause you to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with your opposition and continue to sing louder to him. The devil hates it. When we look at him and we keep singing louder and he's putting all these trials in our life, that's what drove him nuts about Job. All these things happened in Job's life, but Job kept praising God. Job kept his faith in God. He lost faith in himself, but he still kept his faith in truth. He still kept his faith in the word of God. He still kept his faith in something that wasn't even written yet. He stood by the truth of the word of God, and that's what upset the devil. Another thing that we must do when we're facing our circumstance is learn how to sing boldly louder. Yes. Just like the blind men we find in Matthew chapter 20 and verse 30 says, and behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, they cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. I love this part. And the multitude rebuked them, said, Stop, shut up, you're too loud. You're being loud, you're being obnoxious, you're too much. Sometimes I'll, some people probably feel when I'm over here clapping and shouting and screaming in the middle of nothing. But it's because I want to get louder. I want God to move in this place. I want God to do something. You know how we moved in downtown. I've told the story a million times. But you know how we survived downtown Minneapolis on a Friday night? Come on, you see stuff that's happening right now there? That kind of attitude was there when we were walking the streets and praising. But our praise got louder and we stopped listening to the chants. We stopped listening to the devil. And God flushed in that place. And he filled people with the Holy Ghost. He touched people's lives. You think pastor's crazy? When he starts yelling, his crap, oh, this is too much. This is too loud. This is supposed to be a slow song. I don't care. I'm speaking louder because I want God to move and do something powerful because I'm in the same boat as you. I don't wake up every Sunday morning all jippery and holy. And I'm going to come to church. Well, I praise the Lord. I've come in here feeling all the bitterness. I've come in here feeling all the regret. I've come here all tired. I've come here burdened and, and, and sorrow and, and upset maybe about something. But God has helped me. I've learned if I just push past that and I just keep singing louder and I keep worshiping God greater and I allow him to be my focus, then that stuff just goes aside. Amen. And you push through it. But listen, this didn't stop them. The, the multitude rebuked them, but get this, because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more. Everybody say, they got louder. They got louder. Saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, the Son of David. And it's because they were bold and they sang louder with truth. They sang louder to Jesus and Jesus came and healed them. Yeah. When we sing boldly louder, we step above our sickness. When we step above our adversaries, we step above our adversaries, drowning us out. When we sing boldly louder, we drown out distractions. Amen. When we sing louder, as, as, singing louder is about perspective versus some magical formula. Okay, I'm not here to tell you that you sing louder, everything's just going to be all hunky-dory. That's not what I'm saying. 
What I'm saying is the louder you let that voice be than that other voice that's talking negative to you and your circumstances trying to remind you of your shortcoming or your problem or your feelings or your past, that if you just keep praising God louder and you keep getting bolder to stand for and before it and say, I might be looking like things are not going to work out in the next couple weeks, but I'm still going to trust in my God. I'm still going to give him the praise and it's going to be louder and louder. It's going to be louder because it's not about a Lutheran thing or a Pentecostal thing or a Catholic thing. It's a Bible thing. Where in the Bible they cried out louder. They didn't care about a quiet dead group of people. They said I'm singing louder because I need my situation taken care of. I need to get God's attention. I want him to know that I'm boldly singing louder to overcome my, my situation and my distraction. And that is why we sing with faith louder. Because when we sing with faith it overrides things. Romans 10 and 17. Oh, this thing sometimes tell you what. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more we sing with faith, the more we will believe with faith. Faith is measured by our actions. James clearly states that. I will show you my faith by my works. It's not saying works save him. What he's saying is my actions speak louder than my what? Actions speak louder than your what? Your words. Yes, I'm saying sing louder, but you sing louder and you keep walking forward. You sing louder and you keep ignoring the devil and not allowing him to give you a bad day. You, start, you sing louder and not let your flesh make your life worse and you control that flesh and say, you're not the boss, dude. I'm the boss and I'm going to tell you what to do. You ain't eating that cheeseburger or we're not going over there or we're not going to feel after these things because those things aren't going to help me. They're only bringing me down. Listen, if you want to see your circumstance change, then you're going to need to change something about your circumstance. I didn't say change your circumstance itself, but you need to change your perspective of it. It won't get fixed. And some things, they are not a silver bullet. They don't just happen overnight. Yes, we, we live, we don't even have to say microwave generation anymore. We live in the cell phone generation. The instant phone. You can take instant pictures. You can take, obviously anybody knows the update to iPhone, you can take an instant, uh, what's it called? Screenshot, Screenshot now. You don't got to hold the button, another button, and click it. You just, ba-boom. And you can even talk to your phone. Tell it what to do instead of wasting your time to go push buttons. It's all about instant. Automatic. You don't think that's going to automatically flood into your spiritual life? Why hasn't this changed? Stop talking about why it hasn't changed and just keep praising God. Just keep getting louder than that situation. Because I have learned one thing more than anything else in my life, and I can be a very impatient person sometimes is that I have learned that when I wait and I sit on something, there's something right now in our family's facing that we're just, we're going through and we're trying to decide and think about it. And it's okay, everything's fine. It's just the point is, it's just situations I normally would have made a decision like that. But I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on it. I'm letting it just kind of drag itself out and see how the, how the cards play and see how everything kind of plays itself out before we make a decision. A lot of times that's the problems we do if we just let things kind of drag out. And within a couple of days where we, we realize, wow, that was, that's actually not a big problem anymore. But if we focus on it every day, all day long for the next five days, it's going to get worse and it gets worse and it gets worse. What do you have to lose by just thinking positive? If you're not solving it thinking negative and constantly focused on the negative, 
And why not take a chance and just focus on the truth and focus on being bold and focus on having faith in your circumstance or have faith in God that He's going to pull you through. But catch this, Matthew or Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 12 and 18, There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. When we speak with positive stuff, when we speak, there's power in the tongue. There's death and life either way. It's one of the two. It's either going to kill you to constantly just remind yourself of it, or it's going to make things better by constantly thinking about the good stuff about it and how to positively address it. And when we speak words and sing them louder than our doubt and unbelief, it becomes smaller and God and his word get bigger in our hearts. And finally, we've got to sing faithfully. But the key to keep this going is to sing faithfully. Unfortunately, singing the truth louder and with boldness and faith will not guarantee it's going to go away immediately. No, we have to do it faithfully. Praising God. You know why the Bible says to um, pray continuously without ceasing throughout the whole day? You know why it's, it's important to not just pray just your one prayer time in the morning? It's because it's a continuous thing throughout the day. The more we keep bringing God into things and keep talking to God, and it's not even just talking to God about our circumstance. It's also taking time a couple times a day to say, God, I just want to acknowledge I love you. I just want to acknowledge I thank you for your word. I just want to acknowledge you. I thank you for my family. I thank you for this. I thank you for that. You know, I, everything's not going very well right now, but you still are worthy of my praise. And then go on about your day. And then later on, God, I just want to pray for my family right now. I prayed about them this morning, but I'm going to pray for them again. I pray for my this. You know what I'm saying? You go through the day talking to God and you will find the reason that is is because you're constantly putting, putting the pressure on God. Can I say it like that? As if he really has pressure. But more or less, that's what we're doing. We put pressure on him. You take care of it. You fix the situation. Praising God through circumstances faithfully will break something in the atmosphere. Look at Paul and Silas. They're sitting in jail. They're locked up. And they praise God. And guess what? The chains break. And what else happens? All the cells open up. Freedom is given. We must learn how to sing louder than our giants. We got to learn how to sing louder than our circumstances. We got to learn how to sing louder than our struggles. And louder than our shortcomings. And like the lyrics to the song we read, we have to keep singing until we are Believing. There is power in that statement. I know it's so elementary, and I'm going to be closing here. I know it's so elementary to some of us, and we look at it, well, that's just, I, I know that, but it's so true because it's so simple. Sometimes we make, do you understand in, in, in Corinthians where it says that, that uh, Eve was deceived, she was beguiled by the serpent? Do you know what he did? He made her situation complex. She said, if I touch this, I die. He's like, did God really say touch it? He started tricking her, confusing her. But what ends up happening? She gets deceived. But the rest of that scripture says, but it's the simplicity in Christ that helps us. The more simple we are about it, the more we keep it simple, we can stand. And we keep singing until we are believing. You keep speaking it until you believe it. You sing it until the song won't leave your head.
You ever woke up in the morning with a song? Yeah. I love those mornings. A good song, that is. Not a terrible song. A song maybe listen when you're in the world. Like a Snoop Dogg or something like that. But when we sing it, and we worship, and we praise God, there's power. If we keep doing it, Psalm 59, 16 again says, but I will sing of thy power. And I love this. I will sing of thy power. Why does, why does the psalmist want to sing about the power? Because he wants to be reminded of the power of God. He wants to be reminded of what God can do. He wants to be reminded that God can change his circumstance. That God can fix the situation. That God can make it all work out. I'm going to sing of thy power. I love this next part. I don't know about you, but when I'm going through a trial, I'm thinking so negative about myself, beating myself up. Has anybody ever beat themselves up? We're probably our own worst critics. I love how you, you don't think the psalmist, I think he felt the same thing. He said, yeah, I will sing aloud of thy mercy. What is the psalmist saying? I'm reminded that you forgive me. I'm reminded that you're for me. I'm reminded that you love me. I'm reminded that you love me as I am. I'm thankful for your mercy because when I deserve judgment, you gave me mercy. For thou hast been my defense. The enemy's attacking. Life is horrible. Everything's falling apart. But I'm going to sing louder because you're my defense. I'm going to remind myself, Jesus, you're my fortress. You're my strong tower. You're my eagle's wings that I can find comfort in. You are what protects me. You are my shield of faith. You are my, you are my victory. You are my warrior. You are my general. You are what conquers everything around me. You are my refuge in the day of trouble. You are my refuge. When I'm in trouble, you're there for me. I don't feel you. And that's because the enemy keeps telling me I don't feel you. And that's why I'm going to get louder about it. And say, I know you're here, Jesus. I know you're next to me, God. I know you're right beside me. I know you are faithful. I know you are with me, Jesus. We've got to overcome circumstances with singing louder. We've got to know how to sing louder than our circumstance. Don't let your circumstance or your situation hold you back. Hold your voice back. Here's what we need to be thankful for. We have a voice. We have a voice. And we can sing louder than what's in the atmosphere. We can sing louder than our trial and situation. So I'm going to open up these altars right now as we sing and worship. And I wonder if we can all just as a church family come to this altar. Why don't we all just come up here as a family? Come right around this altar. And why don't we just worship God and sing louder? I think, I think Jesse has something for us. And why don't we just praise God? If you don't know the song, don't worry about it. You just worship God and you just praise Him as you feel. And just sing this song to Him or sing your own praises to Him right now. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus. 